Welcome back to the Master of None podcast, where we go 365 days, bringing you a podcast every single day. Nothing is off the table. The intention of this podcast is to master the short form podcast, as well as informing, as well as entertaining. So sit back, relax, and listen, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Friday's show. I hope you guys have had a great week. I hope you all had a great week. Today, I have an interesting show for you. We are going to be getting into something that may have slipped under your radar about synthetic meat, lab-made meat, made legal to be able to be sold and distributed. So we're going to get into that story, break it down, and provide some insight on what's going on. So let's get into it. So I don't know how close you've been following this story, but the USDA has passed the ability for two restaurants to sell lab-grown meat, both in D.C. and California. So whenever we look at this story, it's really interesting how it starts. You know, a lot of people actually quote Winston Churchill from 1932, and I've seen it kind of in a lot of little pieces and research I looked at today, and it said, we shall escape abusing of growing a whole chicken in order to eat the breast or the wing by growing these parts separately under a sustainable medium. So when you hear that, you're like, okay, cool. You know, I, I don't know why Winston Churchill was talking about that, but I'm sure he was thinking something. So whenever we get into this conversation about lab-grown meats, um, there's a lot of arguments on it. You know, I'm not going to lie. You know, and these arguments are ones that I don't necessarily buy. You know, I think for me, you know, I grew up on a farm in Arkansas. I we used to grow our cows. We used to take them to this place called Doss Butcher Hoss. Okay, and it was like this Mennonite place. And in Arkansas, there's a lot of Mennonites, and for whatever reason, like Mennonites don't go past sixth grade. Um, they have like, but after that, they have to pick up a trade within the community, and one of them was butchering cows. So we used to call Doss Butcher Hops, and when maybe when I was like 10 or 11, I actually saw one of our cows get um, harvested or butchered in front of me, and it, it was it was, it was was interesting thing. Kind of rem- and now, like, when I watch the movie No Country for Old Men, when they use that little gun, um, that's actually what they use in butcher shops. So... Anyways, I digress. The point is, is whenever we get into this, it's really important to understand what's going on within the lab meat industry. So whenever we think about lab meat, you know, I I don't know how much, you know, what's really important to understand is this actually made within a, um, and I'm going to go ahead and play you a little clip talking a little bit about it. The cells do what they do. Um, They like to double, they like to grow, and then ultimately they become meat. So after seven to 14 days or a little longer, depending on what we're making, we harvest the cells and then we can make it into any meat product that you love. So it could be a chicken filet, it could be a hamburger, a hot dog, um, it could be pretty much anything that you can think of. Getting USD approval now opens up the pathway for us to sell cultivated meat here in the biggest market in the world, uh, in a place that's one of the biggest meat producers in the world, and I think lends a lot of credibility towards what this is going to be in the future. So it'll be a, uh, a momentous, historic moment for the food industry. All right, and I don't know if you really heard the first part, but the lady was really talking about what goes into making this, this synthetic lab-grown meat. Now, what, how the science works, 
is you take an animal and an animal has a cluster of cells they use unique cells you can use a fertile egg and they put it into a tank and in this tank it kind of has different chemicals that grow meat over a period of time so whenever we look at the time sequence of how long it takes to grow a synthetic chicken breast right so going in within these clusters it takes about three weeks whenever we look at how long it takes to grow a chicken in whole just in comparison it takes about six to eight weeks so you have kind of a um not too much of a time shift there i mean possibly three more weeks doesn't seem like that much in comparison to how long it takes to make a chicken ready to eat so whenever we breed and that's order to get the market weight which is about four to six pounds so whenever we're looking at this there's a lot of arguments being created the first argument and i'm just gonna like rattle them off and really the intention is just for people to kind of start understanding what's happening here in my opinion the first argument is you have bill gates indicated within a book that he wrote that if we start to grow synthetic meats it'll cut down on cows and what this do will potentially decrease the aspect of global warming okay the next argument is indicating that if you don't have to slaughter an animal this is a more healthier way because it's a slaughter free environment where you're getting meat okay yeah and the next one it goes into helping and feeding and, and helping with cutting down the energy of growing animals so you look at these points being made it's really interesting now what they're not really saying in the news and i've found some articles that verify this is whenever they're growing these cells these clusters of cells are actually being grown with cancer cells so you might say why well the thing about cancer is it has the ability as a cellular form to grow really really quickly and with it with with this ability of growth what they're able to do is use that and then create the synthetic growth within this meat within this lab so they take the cells they put it together they put the right formula and this is where the growth is occurring so there's a lot of people indicating that this could potentially be bad and it's not great for health but bloomberg wrote an article about it and this other article pretty much just called it stupid and said that we need to be able to have synthetic meat so whenever i look at it a lot of stuff comes up because it's like whenever we break down the aspect of synthetic meat it's like would you eat that like i'll put a poll in this podcast and i really want you guys to answer it to be like would you consistently feel comfortable with eating meat that is made in a lab now the bloomberg article explains now that the that this is also being used and made from actual tumor cells and these cells are clustered and they grow really really quickly so that's kind of the science behind it now this isn't this isn't really being reported as much on the media so it really makes me wonder why obviously i guess you can't open up but what's saying hey this is fda approved meat but the two companies who are selling it is good good meat and just eat now what's really interesting about this whole thing is the chef jose andres is actually a partner with this company and the fda calls them out saying that they can in fact give synthetic chicken to a restaurant in san francisco and a restaurant in washington dc now i looked online and he talks a lot about how he's able to feed people during the covid the pandemic things like that and i completely understand but what's really interesting is like really though what is the need for synthetic meat like i really don't understand 
why this is something we would ever want to eat. You know, and it kind of reminds me of the movie, I'm going to go out on a limb and call it Soylent Green. Now, I know it's kind of crazy, but whenever I read this, it reminds me of Soylent Green. Um, my dad was actually an older dad, and he like watched this movie in the 70s, and he was always referencing, and I'm going to go ahead and play a clip for you from this movie. In the year 2022, nothing runs anymore, nothing works, but the people are the same. And the people will do anything to get what they need. This is the police. What they need most is Soylent Green. What they need is Soylent Green. Now, Soylent Green was something that was made eventually, and people would eat it because they couldn't afford meat. It was synthetic meat, and towards the end of it, they found out that Soylent Green was people. You gotta tell them, Soylent Green is people! That is such an iconic phrase of 19... 73. Anyway, so getting into the actual reality of the situation, um, this is just kind of the first steps. People are online being like, oh my gosh, they approved it. Like the FDA approved it in small studies, and it's really interesting how they approved it. It's just for the selling of restaurants and not really wholesale. So probably testing it and determining if, in fact, there is a market for it. I don't really know, you know. I don't want to sit here and have a, like a, a, a like a closed mind to it. To me, it doesn't feel natural. Um, I don't know how I feel about eating synthetic meat, but whenever we look at chicken now, the reverse argument is there's so many. If you're not buying organic or know where your chicken's being grown and you're buying it from a shelf in a grocery store and you haven't seen how it's made, you know, I think it goes back to the argument that people are just not connected to their food anymore. You know, and I can say this honestly, growing up on a farm and seeing how our cows were prepared, how they were harvested, and then having them in the freezer and then going and eating them, it creates a whole different experience with the food, you know. But whenever you're eating this food now and you're buying it from the store and it's been completely industrialized and it's not like how things originally were, I'm not arguing with the food market. I'm just stating the obvious here. I think it does create this this disconnect. So, in my ultimate opinion, you know, I really don't know if lab-made meat is the solution. You know, I really don't know how this is going to help people or if it's even healthy. It doesn't seem like a natural process. It's like whenever you're eating food made in a lab, it just kind of takes the, the, in my opinion, the excitement out of it. I'm going to be honest with you, though. I like eating meat, and I don't have a problem with the process of what, what animals have to go through. You know, I mean... I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh man, you know, I'm, you know, I, I don't know how the chickens feel about it, but it's like, man, it's like chickens are made to be eaten. You know, they make delicious eggs. They make delicious meals. You know, that's how they were made, you know, but I know that sounds like a very simple argument, but it's the truth. It's like, I can't go more complex than that. But now what's the next joke? What came first, the chicken, the egg, or the synthetic meat? <laughs> Thank you. I wrote that joke myself. Nothing like a supportive audience. Um, but I think whenever we get into this whole conversation, I think it just really comes down to the consumer. I'm a strong believer in a system where the people will dictate what they want. And if they don't want to eat soil and green, I mean, synthetic meat, um, we're going to have a situation where it's like, you know, what do you want? But it's like, what's next? Because they can make anything you want. And chicken is just the first start. So you can have different types of meat. I think it'd be awesome, though. If we had a situation like this where we actually went back and made like dinosaur meat 
and you like and you could take cells obviously it couldn't happen because all you have is bones yet but could you imagine eating a synthetic meat that tasted like dinosaur or like mammoth or things like that i think that'd be pretty interesting and i think you know maybe there is a place for it too if there if there is environments where people are starving and they need this food and you can make it relatively easy um, and you can grow it in three weeks. You know, my real question, though, is what does those environments look like? How hygienic is it? And what is the long term effect of eating it? I know the USDA approved it, but, you know, I don't know. Like the studies behind it aren't probably very in depth on what happens over a long period of time, 15, 10 years of consecutively eating this. Like what does it do to your system? Is it normal to eat this? You know, things like that, you know, and it's like at the end of the day, what's wrong with meat now? It's like I still come back to this argument. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like, you know, we don't need what we need to do is figure out how to make meat more delicious. You know, can I get an amen? It's like we're not we don't need to think about how we need to make fake things. We need to think about how we can actually eat real things and get more connected. Okay, I'm a strong believer in that. I'm not a strong believer in creating a synthetic process for people to use that gets away from from the basic way we've eaten meat for millennia you know and if, if that's crazy talk then that's crazy talk but in my opinion it's not it's like you know in and i don't think these are really good approaches i think the intentions potentially are well but this meat's scary and you know i i am a believer that if bill gates is saying we need to do it then that's the last thing i want to do you know and it's not about the fact of whoever bill gates is it's, but it's like do you really want to trust a kajillionaire whose father was a kajillionaire who he's come from a long line of money, you know, and it's like he doesn't have a lot of perspective. You know, it's like what what perspective does he had? He made Microsoft and he cheated and he took the majority of stuff from Steve Jobs. I said it. OK, so I, I don't think, you know, when I read those kind of things, I'm like, I just don't think that's the answer. I think it's kind of like something that it, it could potentially cloud the vision but i'm not i'm not going to eat it you know but if you want to eat it i you know i have every right i'm not going to judge people want to eat this based on their own whatever reason why i mean i think that's the whole point but i do want to know why so i'm going to go ahead and put a survey you guys have to go down and answer it and tell me if you would in fact eat synthetic chicken or would you feed it to your children is this something you feel comfortable feeding to your children you know i mean or like even your dog. I don't know. It's like, would you feel comfortable feeding this to your dog with the long-term effect? To me, there's something about it that seems a little bit strange. Obviously, I'm not going to be the first person to eat it, nor would I go into a restaurant and purchase it. Um, but needless to say, I digress. Thank you so much for listening. Please go and follow me on Instagram, Twitter, at the Master of None. Please like and follow this podcast. This is a daily experiment where I am looking at different information and presenting to you daily. So once again, thank you. I'll get back to you tomorrow and have a good one.